Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to our show number 945. It would appear that today's show has a clear theme. On today's show, we'll have a special guest from Arizona. We'll have an audio postcard from Arizona. We'll have an audio postcard from New Zealand sent in by a resident of Arizona. We'll have a featured feathered friend from Arizona and a mystery bird from Arizona. Otherwise, not much about Arizona today, but let's get to those audio postcards. First, Gordon, in a muted tone so as not to disturb the birds he's watching. This is Gordon and Lori Lamb at Patagonia Lake State Park on the birding trail in uh, Arizona. It's a little after 8 in the morning, but it's already well over 80 degrees. And quite a bit of bird sound. Predominant uh, calls are yellow-breasted chat and white-winged doves. Just had a pair of uh, summer tanagers fly by. Hearing some vireos and flycatchers. Brown-crested flycatchers, I believe, in the background. A little warm, but quite a lovely and birdy morning. Thank you, Gordon and Lori, there in Arizona. Now we'll hear from Chris, who's an Arizonan, reporting to us from about 7,000 miles southwest of Arizona. Hi, Ray. This is Chris Rohr from Tucson, Arizona. I'm in Wellington, New Zealand right now, spending my holidays. We're in the Oteri bush right now. And we're listening to the fantastic endemic bird known as the Tui that lives in Wellington and surrounding areas. Take a listen. Happy birding, everyone. Thank you, Chris, and happy birding to you. We're going to hear more about Chris, by the way, a little bit in, later on in this morning's show. Preview here of our mystery bird contest. Uh, but first, uh, just a reminder that once again today, our mystery bird contest winner will be eligible for the drawing on September 3rd for a pair of Vortex HD Viper 8x42 binoculars or binocular. So that'll be on our mystery bird contest. Here's the bird. Size-wise, our mystery bird is somewhere between a robin and a crow, about 8 to 10 inches long. It's mostly grayish-brown with striking black and white barring on the wings, back, and tail. Males have a red patch in the center of the crown. Our bird is found in arid environments, especially deserts and dry forests. 
of the southwestern U.S. They peck and probe in cacti, trees, and shrubs, often choosing a saguaro cactus for nesting. That's our bird. It's a preview here and prizes in addition to that chance to win that beautiful binocular from Vortex Optics. We have a bag of delicious shade-grown, bird-friendly birds and beans coffee and a $15 certificate for Beautio Books, home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. On our Mystery Bird Contest coming up in just a little bit. Saluting more Talking Birds ambassadors, helping us get the word out. And thank you to Donna Haynes from Little Rock, Arkansas. Donna says, I'm beginning to set up a craft table at local farmers and craft markets where I'll sell handmade bird feeders and other bird-themed crafts. And I'd love to hand out information cards at my table. And we've sent her some. Thank you so much, Donna. And thanks to Pam Cattell from Marion, Massachusetts. She says, thanks to Debbie Bleacher for telling my friend Mary about talking birds at a Passover gathering. I just wish my mom was still alive, as she would have loved your show and would probably know all your mystery birds. That's pretty sweet. Thank you so much, Pam. And Talking Birds listeners, will you join Pam and Donna and help us spread the word about the wonder of birds and the vital importance of conservation by becoming a Talking Birds ambassador? We hope so, and it's easy to do. Just go to the Get Involved tab at TalkingBirds.com. Easy to do and easy to be a Talking Birds ambassador. Still to come on our show today, we'll learn about one of America's greatest birding festivals with our special guest, Luke Safford from Tucson Audubon. Also today, Mike O'Connor will join us for a live Let's Ask Mike segment about something that sounds like a good idea but really is not. And I don't mean visiting the Birdwatcher's general store. And up next, a desert-loving bird from, where else, Arizona and surrounding areas is today's featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. The painted bunting may offer a wider kaleidoscope of colors than its southwest relative, that's today's featured feathered friend. But the breeding males of our featured bird, the varied bunting, create their own visual spectacle with a strikingly intense mix of purples and crimsons, deep red above and below, violet blue on the face, rump and shoulders, a crimson nape and eye ring, and black plumage above and below the bill. Females and first-year males have brown upper parts and grayish buff underparts. The varied bunting's breeding range extends up from Mexico into southern parts of Arizona and New Mexico and West Texas. It feeds on seeds, seed pods, cactus fruit, and insects, often foraging in pairs moving through low vegetation and twitching its wings and tail, probably to flush insect prey. It nests in canyons and desert washes from about sea level to elevations as high as 4,000 feet. Varied bunting eggs are blue or green. While the eggs of some waterfowl and shorebird species show variety in their egg color, it's a rare thing for songbirds. 
It's the well-named Passerina Versicolor. Today's featured feathered friend, the varied bunting. Welcome again, and thanks for joining us here on our show number 945. Well, August 9th will mark the start of one of America's great birding festivals in one of America's birdiest places. It's the Southwest Arizona Birding Festival, presented by Tucson Audubon. And to tell us about it, we're welcoming the man in charge, Tucson Audubon's Director of Engagement and Education, Luke Safford. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Ray. Thanks for having me. Well, our pleasure and great to have you uh, back on the show with us. So the festival runs for five days, if my counting is correct. It isn't yep. usually, so okay. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think you're right on. You're good to go. Okay, good. Good start. So it begins on August 9th. So uh, give us a, a little overview, if you would. Yeah, so uh, we have, you know, just like a lot of other bird festivals, we have a lot of field trips that go out. Um, ours go all the way about two hours southeast, two hours to the southwest, up north, and the Catalina Mountains, all sorts of different elevations. Uh, we have lots of presentations and workshops from amazing presenters and, um, and speakers. Uh, we have a huge nature expo with a, a lot of um, variety of exhibitors from optics to tour companies to artists uh, to local community uh, nonprofits. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, a festival is a party, right? So it, we try to make it a party for everyone. <laughs> yeah. How long has this festival been going on, by the way? It started in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess that's, you know, if my counting is right, that's 12 years. <laughs> yeah, you convinced me easily. Yeah, it sounds, right. it sounds right. So, yeah, as you said, some great uh, special presenters, including Aryan Dwarshais, who's the global big year record holder, right? Yeah, Aryan, yeah, oh, I've talked with him a couple times now, and just every time that I connect with him, he's got like this uh, persona, like this pers- personality and uh, demeanor that's just like really infectious in a, in a mm. great way. Uh, he comes from the Netherlands. He's a mm-hmm. Dutch birder who, uh, yeah, saw the most bird species globally in any year. Uh, I believe it was uh, like around 6,800 and he wrote uh, The Big Year That Flew By, which he originally wrote in Dutch, and then this year it just came out in English. Um, and it's a great little read. Uh, I encourage you to check that out. So we have him coming, a Peg Abbott, uh, owner of Naturalist Journey. She's going to talk with us about the mysterious eared quetzal that comes up Ooh. into southeast Arizona mm-hmm. every once in a while. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of great speakers. And and field trips, as as you uh, said, short field trips and long van field trips and such. Uh, We mentioned Chris Rohrer earlier, our our friend who had sent us that audio postcard from New Zealand. But I I guess he's back. He's back, and I don't know if he's back in Arizona yet. But he's going to be back now. Okay, he's going to be one of your field trip leaders, right? He is. Yeah, he's been leading field trips with us for quite a few years now. Uh, He's leading a trip to Los Cienegas to see Chihuahua and Metalarks, and then. I believe he's going down into Patagonia. Maybe he'll see a varied bunting there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Chris and we have about a hundred other field trip leaders. Um, we have about forty-five field trips each day, forty, forty-five, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of field trip leaders. Chris is one of the best. And you've got the Nature Expo. Tell us a bit more about uh, about that. Yeah, so the Nature Expo. We kick it off on Wednesday afternoon, evening. 
uh, just for a short little period where we celebrate just like the opening of everything. And um, we do, yeah, a lot of fun. We always have food and uh, drinks there, uh, giveaways. Uh, Thursday night, Birdwatcher uh, BWD uh, magazine is going to be doing uh, some giveaways on Thursday night. Friday, we have uh, this, uh, more food, more drink. Uh, Saturday, uh, we have... Uh, the Reef Park Zoo is bringing animals, and Arizona Game of Fish is bringing some some raptors for people to check out. Lots of other fun stuff. But yeah, all four of those days we have the expo going, and just try to keep the energy uh, level up. <laughs> yeah, so there's indoors and there's outdoors. Yeah, gotta be in air conditioning <laughs> indoors, so that's a good thing. Okay, good good point to mention. And of course, you've been dealing, as we know. Uh, with some extreme heat this summer, to say the least. Uh, But I saw a news headline just this morning about the monsoon rains coming. That's going to cool things off. Yeah, yeah. You know, the monsoons season, that's why we have the festival in August. Uh, It's when we get most of our rain. It's when things are greenest. Mm -hmm. It's when all the bugs and all the food sources for the birds start coming out. So we have this influx of of uh well not just nesting birds but birds that are dispersed year after nesting and it's just an amazing time but this year yeah the monsoon took a little bit of time to develop but it's here now um i know it firsthand yeah i had a lot of big rain windstorm the other day and um but yeah finally the rain is coming things are greening up the bird activity is actually pretty good mm-hmm. tell us a, a little bit about the high islands we hear about that a lot yeah, so the mysterious Sky Islands. Sky so Islands. Sky, so what did yeah, I say? High no, Islands. <laughs> that's all right. High, you're thinking of Texas. Or high, yeah, I think that's High Islands. High in the sky. But the Sky <laughs> Islands. There. So we have these mountain ranges in southeast Arizona that just like pop up out of the valley, and mm-hmm. so they they come up and they're they're all kind of separated from each other. We have like the Catalinas, the Santa Rita Mountains the Huachuca Mountains, the Patagonia Mountains. And so all of these are kind of distinct mountain ranges that come up. Um, and so you can go from Tucson, which is an elevation of 2,500, up to 8,500 feet up in the Catalina Mountains in just a short time frame. So it's like 35 minutes. You can drive from 2,500 to 8,500 feet. Mm. And so these sky islands come up, and not only is it high elevation, but throughout – all those different habitats that occur through those elevations, you get different species. So there's a really, that's one reason why we have such a wide variety of species mm-hmm. here. Wow, it just sounds so uh, amazing. And uh, still a chance to sign up, by the way, not too late to register. Yep. We'll give some info on that in a moment. But while we have another another minute, um, Luke, tell us about some of the projects. You, you, you guys are doing so many amazing projects with Tucson Audubon. Tell us uh, quickly about some of those. Yeah, Tucson Audubon is an amazing organization. We're much more than a festival. Our mission is inspire people to protect and enjoy birds, and we do that in a lot of different ways, you know, through engaging the community, but also through engaging our, our environment, and that means removing invasive plants. That means uh, urban restoration. We have a, a huge team who goes out all around southeast Arizona mm-hmm. and really the southwest into Texas and New Mexico. Um Right now, one of our biggest projects is in the next three years, we're going to be planting 14,000 saguaros in Mm. the Coronado National Forest, Mm -hmm. which is right around here in the Tucson area. Uh, We've had a lot of saguaros die off because of of fires, uh, Mm -hmm. fires that wouldn't normally happen, but 
invasive buffalo grass it causes uh, intense fires in our area in new ways which uh, burns the saguaros and it's they're just not used to that so we're going to go in and plant a whole bunch uh, we received some support from some various donors and grants and yeah tucson audubon is a lot more than a festival so when you're here uh come and see the whole breadth of what's going on in our community mm-hmm. i'll give the website here uh and, and then the part uh, to sign up for the festival because it's not too late to do so so tucsonaudubon.org slash festival uh or leave the festival part off for the rest of the information about that's true about tucson audubon tucsonaudubon.org slash festival to register and, and if this year is too late for you if uh, even though registration is still open uh, you're already got some dates set for next year. Uh, Luke, oh, right? sure. Yeah, we like to plan ahead. So <laughs> August 7th through 11th, 2024, you can just think of 7-Eleven, go and buy a Slurpee. That'll help you <laughs> remind yourself okay. uh, August 7th through 11th next year. All right. And don't forget the Slurpee. TucsonAudubon.org slash festival for this year's event. It's going to be a fabulous one, as always. Luke, good luck with the festival. And Keep up the good work there at Tucson Audubon. Thank you, Ray. Hope to have you out next year, too. I will. I will be there. Write it down. All right, man. All right. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you. Luke Safford here on Talking Birds. And up next, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. All right, here we go with our mystery bird contest. And it's a very special one. Oh, before I forget, uh, something that I forgot, which was to um, mention last week we had a musical clue. It never identified what that music was. So just for those who may have wondered, it was Elton John's Philadelphia Freedom. That was last week. So this week, a special mystery bird contest. Our winner will be eligible for the drawing for that gorgeous Vortex Optics binocular that we're giving away on September 3rd. The Vortex Viper HD 8x42. Retail price about $500, by the way. And we'll give that away on our September 3rd show in a drawing. So get in our Mystery Bird contest and have a chance to win. Our Mystery Bird, about 8 to 10 inches long, mostly grayish-brown, with striking black and white barring on the wings, back, and tail. Males have a red patch in the center of the crown. Our bird, which is found in... Arid environments, especially the deserts and dry forests of the southwestern U.S. and adjacent areas of Mexico, feeds on insects, small vertebrates, and berries. It pecks and probes in cacti, trees, and shrubs. 
often choosing a saguaro cactus for nesting. That's the clue list and the sound of our mystery bird, and the prizes are beautiful in addition to a chance uh, for a chance to win that beautiful binocular. Today's prizes include a 12-ounce bag of delicious, shade-grown, bird-friendly birds and beans coffee and a $15 Beauty of Books gift certificate. Beauty of Books, home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Those are the prizes here on the Mystery Bird Contest, so give us a call as soon as you can. Tell us what it is or make your guess. As always, a drawing will determine the winner if we don't get a correct answer. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. That's 781-837-4900. Call us as soon as you can. Meanwhile, up next, it's Let's Ask Mike Live. Before we do that, there's a special message here, not of interest to everybody, but maybe to you, if you listen carefully. Let's Ask Mike Live in just one minute. Have you ever dreamed of owning a bookstore? Beauty of Books, a fixture in the birding community for over 50 years, is for sale. With our unique blend of high-tech and old-fashioned customer service, Beauty of Books has remained successful and strong. This thriving business offers the largest selection of new, used, and rare bird books in the world and needs only a new owner who's passionate about birds and books. If you or someone you know would like more information, contact us at customerservice at beautyobooks.com. Thanks. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit questnaturetours.com today. Birds and much more. Guaranteed. Well, I hear that customers have suggested to Mike O'Connor that he start a squirrel relocation service. But Mike has turned down that idea, <laughs> and we're about to find out why, I think. Good morning, Mike. <laughs> There's a lot of ideas I turn down every day. <laughs> That's what Hopefully. I also hear from the customers here, but we won't go there now. <laughs> yeah, good morning, right? Yeah, here we go. You know, you know, we put out a bird feeder and we take out a package of bird seed. It says bird seed on the label, but apparent not apparently not every creature creature can read it because in addition to get the birds we want, we also get some mammals. We get squirrels, mm-hmm. we get chipmunks, mm-hmm. we get raccoons, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's become such an issue that this whole industry is built around keeping. The mammals off the feeders. A lot of companies make assorted baffles either to put on a post that stop them or to hang over your feeder if your feeder's hanging off a tree branch somewhere along the line. And then one of your sponsors, the Brome Company, yeah. makes has a whole line of really good squirrel buster, they call them bird feeders, that yeah. work really, really well. So the squirrel issue isn't what it used to be, except for the people who think, we, I've got a better idea. Instead of spending 20 bucks on a baffle, we'll trap the squirrels or the chipmunks or the raccoons and just move them from the neighborhood to a woodlot or a park someplace, and then I won't have any squirrels in my yard, which, of course, is a fallacy. You know, it's just a vacuum, and they, nature abhors a vacuum, and more will come down, but they haven't done the math on that yet. But more importantly, <laughs> it, they think, you know, and I'm sure all your listeners like wildlife, mm-hmm. so... 
but here's the deal. The wildlife that you relocate, not only is it illegal in many states, including Massachusetts, it's also not good for the creatures that you relocate because they don't do very well. You would think, oh, let's move them to the woods, they'll be fine. Yeah, the study showed that over 90, 98% of squirrels that were removed from their original habitat perished. They didn't survive. And the reason for that is, like chipmunks, squirrels have food stashed away for the winter. They have places to live. They don't know where to find food right away. They can't go to Stop and Shop. They have a short window of finding food, and they don't live long. Chipmunks are even worse because they put all their food in the holes, and they have nothing when you relocate those. So it's not a good idea. Not only is it illegal, it's just not humane because these creatures will end up dead. and It's not a good idea at any level. And then the worst part is if you take a, a, a creature out of the habitat, it may be the, the mother or the father, but mostly the mother, of a nest full of young animals that also are going to not survive. So you're better off calling the, the folks at Brome or getting one of those squirrel baffles to put up, and that'll, that'll take care of your problem in that situation. And, and here's one other dumb thing that people do. And instead of, again, you know, dealing out 20 bucks for a baffle for the squirrel that's climbing up the pole, they decided we'll grease it. I don't know. You know, that seems yeah. like a good idea. They run, put grease on the pole, and there's two problems with that. First of all, you know, the animal will crawl, climb up the pole and slide down, and they all laugh, hey, it works. The animal then goes off and licks the grease off their hands, and then they're ingest, ingesting grease, which isn't a good thing for the creature. But more, more importantly, for the person putting on the grease, after a couple of trips up and down the pole, the pole will have sand and dirt and pollen on it, and then it'll become even tackier, and it'll be easy for the squirrel to climb up. So don't trap them and don't use grease. Just go buy a baffle and stop your complaining. Wow, bad ideas exposed. Hey, what about the yard pole? Is that still around? Or is... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Mike O'Connor there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. We'll be back to the Mystery Bird Contest, uh, but first. Birdwatching Magazine has a new membership program. Benefits include detailed bird ID articles from Ken Kaufman and David Sibley, tips and stories about bird photography, access to quarterly e-workshops on identifying and photographing birds, and complimentary print and digital subscriptions to Birdwatching Magazine. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com slash memberships. All right, one more time. It's that mystery bird. And just quickly um, about the bird, 8 to 10 inches long, mostly grayish-brown, with striking black and white barring on the wings, back, and tail. Males have a red patch in the center of the crown. This is a bird uh, pretty much of the southwest and down into Mexico. And somebody from Massachusetts thinks they might know what it is. That's Richard in Brookline, Massachusetts. Good morning, Good Richard. Morning, Hi. Good morning. Good morning. It's a, what a beautiful day around here. The temperature has dropped about 20 degrees, I think. Since uh, I think it was due to all that rain yesterday, right? I, I guess so. Yeah, it's cooled off a lot. It was pretty hot around here. Certainly not as hot as some places, but hot enough for most folks. And what about that mystery bird, uh, Richard? Sure. Uh, I'd like to guess the Gila woodpecker. You would like to guess the Gila wood? Well, go ahead and guess it if you want. I think you just did, though. Yeah. <laughs> the Gila woodpecker. 
Exactly, uh, exactly right. Nice job. Uh, nice job, Richard. And if you'll stay on the line, we'll turn you over to Jesse, who will make arrangements for those uh, prizes heading out to you. Sounds good, Ray. And by the way, I love your show. Thank you so much. That's very kind, Richard. Thank you so much. The Gila woodpecker, our mystery bird. This is a little interesting thing. Without really trying, Gila woodpeckers help the nesting efforts of other birds. Elf owls, ferruginous pygmy owls, American kestrels, cactus wrens, and Lucy's warblers are among those that will use the Gila's abandoned nest cavities for their own nests. So a little extra special thing about that Gila woodpecker. Well, next week on our show, our resident reviewer, Susan Richmond, will be here to tell us about some cool new books about owls. And that includes her own new children's book, Night Owl Night. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, and our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.